0: Hong Kong's pro-democracy protests in 2019 have failed to reach its ultimate goal of full democracy and the Hong Kong citizens' demands for democratization have continuously been rejected by Beijing. This eventually led to bigger international criticism, including the introduction of Britain's special immigration law for Hong Kongers. Nevertheless, the National People's Congress of China has recently had their two sessions, and the most important political event of that country resulted in the Congress unanimously voting in favor of a revision to Hong Kong's electoral system, overwhelmingly limiting the country's autonomy and ensuring that more pro-Beijing candidates uh, be in charge so to hear more about the implications of those recent changes we are pleased to be joined once again by the china senior researcher at human rights watch maya wang on the line hello
1: hello thanks for having me
0: thank you for joining us once again so according to beijing this uh, recent reform as they call it is to, quote, plug the loopholes in the electoral and political system of Hong Kong. Um, It essentially means that people more favorable to Chinese interests would be in charge. Uh, What do you think they mean by the loopholes?
1: Well, there are no really loopholes. Um, The Chinese government essentially have been using the term loopholes as a reason for um, drastic changes to Hong Kong that um, are about increasing their control over the territory.
0: Now, the reaction to this, at least from the Chinese side, is that the um, Chinese Premier Li Keqiang said that uh, Beijing is determined to fully implement the principle of patriots uh, administering Hong Kong uh, continue the structure of one country, two systems. Now how distinctive these two systems are now it seems to be more and more obscured. This was, as we know, uh, established back during the t- handover in 1997 when the UK uh, gave the territory uh, to China. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, the Premier's remarks?
1: Well, that is not true, right? Um, one country, two systems at the time of the handover meant precisely that except for foreign affairs and um, the military, Hong Kong people have a high degree of autonomy, meaning that people in Hong Kong can rule Hong Kong. Um, And that also means that um, Hong Kong people should have the ability to choose um, within the electoral arrangements the candidates to represent them. Uh, They can decide on uh, almost every kind of aspect of their lives. Uh, But instead, what happened um, in the last few years, and especially recently, is that the Chinese government is interfering and essentially assuming the control of the city now that uh, people in Hong Kong, uh, are even getting censored on the program they can listen um, on the on the radio um, and that um, even running a public opinion poll is now landing people uh, potentially in jail for national security uh, law breaches
0: in terms of the specifics of what's being proposed by the npc so what we see is that the number of seats in the hong kong parliament will be expanded from 1200 to 1500 now I think people outside of Hong Kong will be kind of surprised to know that there are so many seats in in the legislature here in Korea. There's only 300 uh, for for a much larger uh, uh, territory. However, um, from 1,200 to 1,500, you you could assume that that means more people could be able to participate in the democratic or so-called democratic process. But in your view, from expanding the seats uh, that significantly, what would be the implications of that kind of change?
1: Well, actually, I don't think that the number of the seats increase refer to the Legislative Council, which is Hong Kong's own um, Mm -hmm. legislature, which was previously um, democratic. Mm -hmm. Um, But it refers to the uh, the kind of the rubber stamp uh, uh, body that um, is um, uh, kind of um, not a real representation of Hong Kong's public opinion. So um, an increase in these numbers... Are, doesn't, are not really kind of meaningful. They don't increase the amount of um, democracy in Hong Kong. Quite the opposite. There are kind of numerical manipulations that ensure that Beijing essentially can um, kind of exert its will through those people that it um, directly or indirectly handpicks to be in these uh, positions of power.
0: So, the election committee, which uh, nominates and elects the chief executive, uh, they are also set to uh, grab even more power. Uh, it does feel like, as you say, direct representation uh, will be curtailed as a result and more executive authority um, being given to the hand-picked Beijing uh, chief executive uh, for the uh, region. Uh, The uh, current chief executive, Carrie Lam, who uh, as we know has been under fire for for a host of different issues, yet has been able to politically uh, maintain her position. She does not agree that this is a uh, democratic setback, Uh, certainly maybe not surprising that uh, she would uh, feel this way or at least uh, speak publicly. On this, um, what are your thoughts on the whole situation, and of course, uh, with Carrie Lam and her political position right now?
1: Well, Carrie Lam has no, uh, very little, I should say, uh, public support. Um, not to, uh, uh, not to say that there, there is not uh, some small minority of people. I think the public opinion polls in Hong Kong the last time that people could poll freely was. Um, showed about 10 to 12% of people who are kind of a strong supporter of um, the Chinese government and the Hong Kong government. Um, the, the, the vast majority of people, regardless of where they stand on the pro-democracy movement, generally want um, democracy. Um, the Chinese government packaged these changes uh, that have been imposed on Hong Kong, mind you, these changes essentially were crafted up in Beijing um, and it was imposed by the Chinese government's own rubber stamp body on Hong Kong without kind of any consultation or legitimate process in Hong Kong. So, um, essentially, what happened in Hong Kong was that Beijing just did away with even the half democracy that Hong Kong has after years of people in Hong Kong fighting for full democracy. So you can imagine, it's not just a set, it's, it's more than a setback. Is the eradication mm-hmm. of the limited representation that people in Hong Kong. Has entering from British to Chinese um, sovereignty. Um, The Carrie Lam is able to hold on to her position essentially because she's able to, I think, do the dirty work uh, despite being deeply unpopular and and being subjected to sanctions.
0: Right. I mean, implication being with um, 10% approval ratings, if it was a free and fair election, it'd be very difficult to see her uh, being able to win re election, but obviously uh, now able to uh, maintain her position in power, as you say, being able to do the the dirty work and the beating of uh, Beijing. So, in you know, in in addition with the national security law, which has been a huge issue, and the resulting international reactions to all this, whether it's the uh, the UK offering uh, some sort of path to uh, residency or citizenship for Hong Kong citizens who wish to leave, um, uh, these counter accusations of correspondents being kicked out of uh, various places, um, not allowing uh, foreign media to have a strong presence. What do, you, what do you think about the international reaction to this so far? Do you feel that the in- international community needs to be more directly involved uh, in terms of either first having their say on, on the matter or also even with any concrete action?
1: Well, um, I think that um, there has been a reaction, like you have described, um, but they t- came too little too late. Basically, in the last um, 10 years or so, um, and stretching further back, um, China, well, China's authoritarianism has deepened since President Xi came to power. Um, in 2013. Um, And for years that other governments would uh, do nothing, really, not even really sending out a strong condemnation. And right now, I think Chinese government has become so emboldened and quite powerful um, to feel they could disregard um, these opinions. Um, However, I think that um, what we do need right now is a stronger um, uh, reaction, primarily in the form of, well, I think we, we can still use with some um, targeted sanctions on government officials responsible for uh, the dismantling of Hong Kong semi-democracy um, uh, and uh, by um, the European Union, for example, and the UK, both of which have these mechanisms. And um, also uh, there should be uh, Boycott of the Beijing Winter Olympics, uh, meaning that diplomats should not endorse the opening ceremony um, to send a message that uh, what the Chinese government is doing right now, which is quite seriously abusive compared to the international standards and many other countries, should be um, subjected to um, some form of um, reputational and other costs.
0: Yeah, so, so some certainly some strong suggestions here and uh, hopefully the international community takes heed of uh, uh, what you have been suggesting. Uh, Maya Wang, as always, thank you very much for joining us, appreciate it and we will hopefully talk to you again soon.
1: Thank you for having me. Bye.
0: That was senior researcher at Human Rights Watch, uh, Maya Wang, discussing uh, the uh, current situation with Hong Kong, kind of conflated with what we're seeing, unfortunately, in Myanmar, but a a very different situation, but also this struggle for democracy that continues for the city-state. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back in the second hour after another check of Traffic and Weather.